Welcome to the Live Peaceably Podcast. I'm Lionel Sims, Minister of the Northside Church of Christ. And I'm Camille Lewis, Licensed Mental Health Therapist. And here we talk about the practical side of faith and what it means to live peaceably. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. Good day to each and every one of you that's listening, tuning in. We thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time in your schedule to tune into another conversation. So I'm glad that um, we've been... uh, uh, in this field for a few weeks now of relationships mm-hmm. and as we get started uh just by way of introduction of course my name is lionel sims and i'm here with my co-host it's camille lewis yes camille camille lewis hey y'all i missed you <laughs> and from last week right <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh let's begin if we if we can in a word of prayer let's together pray Our Lord, we're thankful that you continue to watch over and keep us. We thank you for blessing us in ways that um, we didn't even see that we needed. And right now, Father, we just thank you for navigating time and space to bring us together and create this podcast and this conversation. Lord, we're asking that you bless our conversations, that they be an opportunity for growth, uh, they be an opportunity for transformation, and uh, even just insight, Father, because we know that there's always an opportunity to be blessed. And so, Lord, we're asking that you continue to watch over those who are listening, continue to watch over our conversations, continue to be with us, that we talk about the things that concern you, Father, and that concern the things that we need to do in order to be aligned with you and the things that you would desire for us. Lord, bless us and keep us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, relationships. Now, we were having a conversation off recording um, that we're going to continue, but I don't know how we got there and I don't know where we left off. And so I feel like we need to set up a context first and then see if Uh we can make our way back to that point. I think that's fair. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, we've been talking about relationships. Um, and today we decided to kind of get into the dating conversation and what it's like navigating, trying to date and being single, uh, as someone who's growing in their faith and what we were talking about, um, before we started recording was uh, whether or not there's a transition to be made from treating someone like your brother and sister in Christ to then treating them like a potential spouse or a romantic interest. And um, <laughs> you... you <laughs> no, okay, so you, you shared a perspective that I just don't know is real or really exists. <laughs> First of all, and that's me, that's where we are. So share. Let me let me, let me share your let me, your let me thought. Share my, so here's don't, don't as the married person. Don't, yeah, share don't your thoughts. I'm not. This makes sense. This makes perfect sense. Okay. Like there's an element of spiritual sibling that you have with everybody who shares your faith. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ. This is why we call everybody brother and sister so and so because there's a spiritual relationship mm-hmm. that's at play in all of your relationships. And so my insertion was. That when Mm -hmm. you have a romantic relationship or interest in somebody, that that relationship of spiritual sibling has to be navigated because now it's not just you treating that person as a sibling. It's that you treating that person as a sibling and a romantic partner, especially considering there is no spiritual tie yet, i.e. marriage. You know, so because you're in that space of being both romantically involved, but still completely spiritual siblings on every way and, you know, on every spiritual level conceivable, then there's a there's a way you have to navigate somebody who's both your romantic partner and your spiritual sibling. Now, now, before Camille, Camille, no, 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 no. Before you say anything, 
Camille is inserting <laughs> that you have to sacrifice your Oh, not at all. Spirit. Hold on. That's you have not to at sacrifice your siblings in Christ. That is in order to have a romantic involvement. Sacrifice. Meaning if you see me as your spiritual uh-huh. sibling, then you must mm-hmm. not be interested romantically. And I'm thinking that's impossible. It's got to be both. <laughs> and Camille's like, no, if you calling me sis, then you must not be interested. Basically. None of those words came out of my I'm mouth. Not let y'all None convince. of those words I'm came out of my you, mouth. I'm not going to let you convince the people that what I was saying was nonsensical. This is, this is gaslighting. <laughs> You're gaslighting me right now. That's not what I said. <laughs> because, okay. Watch. Yes, She's going to explain we, her way back into my conclusion. Go ahead. I, I, I doubt it. And I, I just really feel like my sisters are going to feel me on this. You don't understand. As a married man in the church, <laughs> you don't understand our perspective. Okay, so when we're t- what we were saying was, you were saying, okay, if someone is treating you like a brother and sister in Christ, like they're treating anyone else in the church who's a brother and sister in Christ. And if the way that we're supposed to be relating to one another as brothers and sisters and... But I said... If you see me romantically, then the way that you interact with me is by nature going to be different than you interact with other people. And I compared it to like, well, then that's almost like we're talking about getting out of the friend zone and going into somewhere romantic. Because it sounds like you're saying, okay, you already have some sort of relationship with this person already established. And then you try to add the romantic element after the fact later. But the way that dating is now, the way that dating is now, you know if you're interested in someone pretty soon it it there's there's not as much like i don't i just see you as another uh sibling of mine in christ i just see you as another brother and sister in christ and i'm going to support you and interact with you as as that and then later on decides that that they're interested these these days and let me i'll, I'll just i'll just speak from my experience then it doesn't happen like that <laughs> you know if there is any inkling of like romantic interest and so whether that means that you're asking other people about that person or whether that means that you are like carefully being intentional about your interactions with that person or you're asking specific questions to figure out if they're single or not or you're trying to see what their vibe is even if it's even if it's subliminal there is something a little bit different in that relationship because you're trying to see if there is romantic interest if I'm trying to see if there's some kind of romantic interest, then it's not the same as a relationship with someone else who is exclusively a spiritual sibling of mine. That's what I was saying. Sister Camille, I don't know what nothing about what you're talking about. Back in my day. You know what? Back in my day. Back in my day. You know what? Day, yeah. Back in your day, the 2010s. Tell us about after, that. After after hour <laughs> after hours for us. After hours. After hours. After hours for us, that means evening service. That's what uh-huh. that means. Yeah, yeah. That means that if uh-huh. you had a romantic interest in somebody, that you had to see mm-hmm. them between nine and eleven thirty a.m. on Sunday, or mm-hmm. between six and seven thirty p.m. on Sunday evenings, or between seven and eight thirty p.m. on Wednesdays. Outside of that, you were talking about sin. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I I hadn't. I hadn't seen my wife's socks until we got married. I hadn't seen them. <laughs> Uh, wow! Only one time on accident, we were at an amusement park and she tripped, and I had to help her up. That's I scandalous. I saw socks. I repented wow. when I saw them. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, 
No, seriously, in re- in relation to what you just said. Now, here, the reality of it, because I, I don't want to dismiss the reality of it. Like I know when I get it, because when you see somebody you're interested in them, you view them differently from the jump. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and you don't treat them the same way. And I believe that that's something still that has to be navigated by some people because sometimes when you engage people romantically first, or it's not even everybody's intention at first to be engaged like that, but over time something develops. Sometimes that's the case, but right. That's that's that that's that friend zone conversation <laughs> I was talking about. You didn't see nothing, and then later you're like, "Oh, hold on, what happened? Oh, wait a minute, he he he." He he got on that that's them them slim fit today. What's what's going on with that? Like there's a there's a switch, and then you got to do your 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 recon and figure out if that's really an option for you or not. But then there's but people- today, being single in the church today, it don't happen like that because there are so many single women and only a very small handful of single men. So there's always romantic interest. Somebody is rom- is interested in them romantically as soon as they walk in the door. So there's not much space just to be spiritual siblings. <laughs> I'm about to send a warning to all my brethren when they come to visit. Please, please guard yourselves. Please be concerned about what may happen because you may be walking in that church looking for somebody to pray with and you had no idea that you were being prayed on. Uh -uh, uh -uh. (laughs) You are being being sorted out for slaughter when you're just looking for somebody to pray for you. Sometimes it happens like that, brethren. And just be careful, be vigilant. (laughs) Because the, the somebody walks around like one lion seeking who may he may devour. I don't know. Wow, is this you know, what we're doing? I don't know today? what that. Listen, I don't. I can't always give the book chapter verse, but some something like some. Mm, yeah, ain't no lion um, angrier than when she scorned or something like that. What's what the Bible say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know what you um, want today. You want something different today. <laughs> Mark I'm trying to navigate Kristen. a confusing relationship, a, 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 a confusing territory. Sims? I really am. I'm trying to navigate a confusing territory because it is completely different between the way I navigated it personally, even when I was dating, and the way other people navigated their relationships. Because, like, there's always that element of some people really do only find attraction after they learn you. Um, it's literally sometimes you find people attractive off jump and it's like, okay, that's physically. Mm-hmm. But when you've had experiences with attractive people that, you know, you're interested in up front, but those didn't go out well and you know your patterns at first, you know, you keep trying to repeat the same thing. But after a while, you're just like, okay, I'm just going to kind of keep to myself and let things happen as I see them unfold. And so you mm-hmm. kind of have, even when it comes to women, especially, um, and building relationships, it's like, there's there's such a propensity in the women that I know, especially to build relationships with people and figure out who they are, because a man will reveal himself over time. And after a while, you realize it's no matter how attractive or how appealing or how interested I am in that person. I have the ability to reserve my judgment about how I feel about this individual until they show me some characteristics that I can find valuable. And it's like over time that becomes the perspective and things become less important. But when it comes down to even the people that you weren't even you didn't even see coming, you know, sometimes naturally the relationship forms by itself and you do see somebody who has treated you like a spiritual sibling now as a romantic partner and you do transition out of that. Now, of course, like I'm saying, that's not the the, the overall general reality because you know who you interested have, have in up you, front. Have you, have you seen have you seen that done like successfully done what? That transition from somebody who just sees you as a spiritual sibling and now into something else when there was no prior 
romantic interest, at least not expressed romantic interest. That's what I'm seeing even more now. Um, that's why I bring it up because I didn't think it was like that. I thought it was more mm-hmm. akin to what you, because I understand what you are saying. Like, I understand completely. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm interested in her, then I am not looking at her as a prayer partner. You get what I'm saying? Like, just mm-hmm. that. But when it comes down to, um, you know, you you see how people end up choosing and making decisions about their life and who they choose and who they choose to be with and who they want to spend their life with. And for a lot of times, it's people that you knew were friends. And they knew and you were because you were a part of their relationships. You know what I mean? Um, But when it comes to that relationship developing over time, it does happen more. Maybe it happens with age when priorities change, um, you know, because you start realizing that um, (laughs) you're familiar with people. And that means a lot. If you're familiar with somebody or somebody who's been a good friend for a long time and you just want to spend the rest of your life with somebody. I know a lot of people that when they think about marriage, all they're really thinking about is somebody that they can sit down on the porch with for the rest of their lives. Like, that's really it because, you know, that's what it ends up being in a lot of cases. But um, that's why I bring up that other side of it, because you are in a lot of ways, even in potential romantic relationships, you're developing or displaying, excuse me, spiritual characteristic towards a person that would be indicative of kind of a platonic care or a non-invasive or, you know, a non um, manipulative even kind of gestures like if I'm interested in somebody, I might, you know, you know, start pulling out chairs for them. You know, it's like I'm not trying to claim you necessarily, but it's like I'm I'm doing something that is absolutely completely innocent because I'm trying to, you know, build that interaction and chemistry because at first it's not gonna I'm not gonna come up to you like I like you and I want you. <laughs> it's like well, right, but I'm but trying to build something. That's in, right. That's that's an intention. Like it's it's intentional for in sure that, in that sense. I just don't, so, mm, I guess the way that, that I'm seeing it and the way that I'm experiencing it as I'm still single now is that um, there's some sort of intention like initially on one part or another. Trying to date within the church or even as you know someone who's trying to, to walk righteous and who's trying to grow in their faith there are a lot of other things to navigate and uh, that experience of, oh, this is somebody who's just my friend. They've just been my, my friend forever and I've only seen them as, as someone who also shares the same faith as me. And then all of a sudden it turns into something else. Hasn't, hasn't been my experience with, without some prior like intention there mm-hmm. or without some prior thought there. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I just don't know that that's kind of the the norm or, or the standard or the kind of general experience as people who are dating and who are single now. I don't doubt I it. that it happens, but I don't think that that is the, the universal experience. Um, I do think that there are a lot of things that make it difficult to date today in the church. Uh, and maybe we could talk about those. Hold, hold on. <laughs> we, we, we can, but can I, can I say that all of what we've just talked about for the last 15 minutes is now my segue because my question is in regards to everything that we just mentioned what Mm -hmm. can a man do to change your mind about what him what can he do to change my mind yeah say you may not have had that much of interest in him at first can he change your mind Uh uh probably okay Go. <laughs> I 
mean, if 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 there's a mind to be changed, then sure, like it's over time. What you mean? But, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, there is not one gesture that someone can do to make me all of a sudden be like, wow, that's marriage material. <laughs> not one gesture. <laughs> I mean, not that dramatic with it, but like I'm saying what would. Yeah, what kind of things? How, but, how but would I, I don't you know see if it? That's a, I don't know if that's a changing of the mind. If your mind is made up, I'm not interested in this person. <laughs> Typically, if, if I've made my mind up about that, it's because I have gotten to know you and am um. not interested. So there's no gray area with you then when it's like up front, you're either interested or you're not, right? Maybe not like off of an initial like first look, but if it's, if you see someone, you're like, huh, I wonder what they're about. When as you're getting to know them, you're getting to know them to see what they're about, whether or not there is any kind of like romantic uh, potential, and then hmm. decide if that is a romantic potential that you would like to pursue or not. Okay, so this is different because what I'm understanding, I guess, from you is there's kind of like a figure out period, and then the decision period, and then the decision, and yeah. then from there, it's like ain't no turning back. <laughs> From there, once once I've gotten to know you and have figured out whether or not I'm interested, then yeah, it's it's probably going to be a bit of an uphill battle because I don't I, I'm not I, I I don't consider myself to be um, like very surface level, so I'm not really basing that on you're not tall enough, so get out of my face. I'm not it's it's not that right right. So that I get means it. that like you know what I mean? Like there's some level of familiarity that needs to be had before you can figure out what type of relationship that is. And so maybe that's what you're talking about when you're saying like we're spiritual siblings and then have to navigate something else. Sure. If we're, if, and this is if we're dating somebody else who's also in the church, which is another part of this, a big part of this conversation is that most of my dating experiences have been outside of the church because mm. of this ratio that we've seen our whole entire lives. There's just not as, not been as many options, at least here where, where we are. Um, so if there's someone and, and I'm really not even trying to be funny or facetious, but like if there is someone who's in the church who is of an opposite gender and maybe just as women that has been a part of our conditioning, you're looking to see, is that somebody who could potentially be a romantic partner? There is a lot of pressure on us to get married and go be a good wife and, and have some kids. So that's always in our minds anyway. So I promise you, if there is a guy who walks into church who you don't know, who you've not seen before, and you're single, you are thinking, huh, I wonder if that's someone who could be a potential partner for me. Okay. So, so before you think about there's a, somebody that I'm going to pray for today. Okay. So there's, there's. Okay, I can I can see I can see the distinction. So for the sake of like me not being vague and dealing with kind of the regality at hand that you're bringing up when it comes to being single, um, well, well, first of all, um, brethren, if you're listening, uh, what she basically said is once you've hit the friend zone in the church, you ain't climbing out of that. Ain't no way, ain't no way, ain't no how. But that's second. I, you, 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 second. You're, saying, you're saying in the church. I'm saying in general, the, the way that I navigate relationships in or out of the church, if I've gotten to that point where I don't, I don't see you romantically, then not, it's, it's not impossible to happen, but it's because I've already checked to see if there is. Oh, yeah. Well, when I say in the church, I don't mean like, you know, only, this only applies to the church. I mean, like, it's worse yeah. if you're in the church, guys, because you don't just get friend zoned. You get brother in Christ zoned. And that's miserable because she's going to ask you to pray for you and then not date you. My God. But um, aside from wow. it, <laughs> you're really you're really getting this. I can tell <laughs> you're really getting this. <laughs> let me hold on. Let me uh, let me let, let me get the particulars out of the way before we get into the mm -hmm. content of it, because mm -hmm. 
um when you do go through that period because i mean of course let's be real when it comes down to who we're interested in it's like we figure out who we're interested in first and then we sort from there it's like it's like mm-hmm. off off top whatever first interaction that you have with somebody it's like okay i find myself interested in you in some capacity but at this point the game is yours you're either going to screw it up or you're going to support your case and so once you've gotten to a point where you've kind of made a decision about that person um all this while you're navigating a relationship with that individual that's built on something but either way, no matter what it's built on, when it comes to trying to find somebody who you're going to spend the rest of your life with, um, especially when it comes to, you know, understanding your own uh, desire to be married and uh, uh, the things that you mentioned, basically. Uh, the question that I have, I guess, that I'd that I like you to kind of go down uh, the road further with is... Um, do you think it plays a role, like trying to navigate all those things? Do you think it plays a role in in how you navigate church in general? No. No? Okay. Mm. Well, I don't, maybe. Um, I, I think that... Um, if you're single and you want to be married, and if it's important for you to marry someone who shares your faith, then that is going to impact the way that you navigate church spaces that may impact the church spaces that you seek out. But yes. as far as navigating worship and a relationship with God, no. Right. And that's what I was referring to was the social element of church. Yeah, not, okay. not yeah, not the way it yeah. affects your faith, you know. But yeah, of course, because that's then then the, the social element, yes. Cause yeah, the church community is is a social community. It's exactly it's that. Even think all the way back to like the youth conference or whatever. You're planning out your outfits because you're gonna see your little crush that you only see twice a year, and you're gonna try to see if y'all are in the same class and if he's taking anyone to pageant. And so, like in socially. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah, okay. But see, that's that's exactly what I was bringing up. That's exactly what I mean because, um, you know, we, we do it on every level socially. And so I think that when it comes to being intentional about dating and about marriage, you have to put yourself in a position to where you've got the best chance to win. But you got to know, of course, what your wins are, you know, because it's not just about quantity. It's also about quality and so on and so forth. But, yeah, navigating that socially, I think, is something that a lot of people are exhausted with in so many ways because it 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 makes it really difficult often to build genuine relationships sometimes I've noticed um, with people when they view you a certain way, like especially being a single person in preparation for marriage. It's like there's another layer of, of, of social complexity that you have to navigate. Is that accurate? Mm, maybe, maybe, but I think it's similar to how you would navigate other social spaces um, you kind of, you're in similar groups or like you go to certain places because you're hoping to meet somebody or, or find somebody there. And that's just to meet that. That's just to like widen the the pond a little bit. Like you want to have options as someone, if you're dating, then you want to have options to actually be able to make an informed decision. But I think there's also a lot to be said about uh, what you prioritize in a potential partner and that that is going to maybe impact the social spaces that you uh, that you choose to to enter with that intention of potentially finding someone. So it's 
I, I think the way I saw it was like, yeah, sure, if I find somebody in the church, like that would be great. Hmm. And then, of course, that didn't happen. So I dated a lot outside of the church. And then there was this always, well, you can always show them the truth and you can always, you know, bring them to God. And maybe that'll happen one day. And well, but they're, they, they, they believe in God still. But they, so then there's a like rationalizing that you're doing because at the same time, there's a lot of pressure societally and spiritually, I think, to be partnered and to be in a romantic relationship. So then there are, have been times where the desire to be in a relationship has overshadowed um, the fundamental like mandates that you need to have in order to have a good relationship that is healthy and also pleasing to God. So that's been something to navigate over the years okay. as well. When you see everybody else who's in relationships and who's getting married and who's moving on and all of that. And you're like, well, is it because there's, there's nobody here at church or there's nobody at my church. So does that mean that I have to go outside of the church? Okay, well, let me go visit these other churches. And then it does sometimes uh, impact the way that you're able to show up at church because you're like, well, let me go over here and visit and see if they got anybody. So then now you're going in there and you're scanning and that's like why you're there. And that's never why we should be at church to find someone. That's not why we should be there. If it happens while we're there, okay, cool. But that's not that shouldn't be the purpose. So there have been times where maybe it's been, it it has the potential to be a, a little bit skewed. And I think that's that's the place where I think it gets very unfair because I think that we spend so much time stigmatizing singleness and not just stigmatizing it, but kind of putting I wouldn't even say a red flag on it, maybe a yellow flag. I don't know, but we we have so many views about it because like being single at work isn't the same as being single at churches. Obviously, at work, nobody cares. At mm -hmm. church, people are looking at you. But, you know, and, and this is also part of the thing, because I kind of thought that had changed. Like, you know, the pressure that people kind of nudge towards marriage. I thought that was different. But maybe it's just changed towards me because I'm married and they stopped pressuring me. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, yeah, they stopped pressuring you. But I, I just do think that it's different for men and women. For sure. We That's have true. always felt more pressure to be married. And it's like, what's wrong with you if you're not? I've, I, there have been so many people that have said to me, older people in church, like, you're just such a beautiful young lady. We just love you so much. We just, we just got to find you a husband. One day we're going to find you somebody. <laughs> you're just so beautiful. I don't know why you haven't found nobody yet. Why can't I just be a beautiful young lady? Why does it have to be you're a beautiful young lady? And it's a shame that, that you're not married yet. Like that's, I, I still get that in 2023. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that pressure for us, for me, no, hasn't gone nowhere. Okay, fair. I'm, yeah, I'm really sorry about that as well because that's just kind of, yeah. But it's like in the same token, I feel like you should be very comfortable if you are looking for a spouse, mm. being in church spaces and being honest about what you're looking for. Because I kind of thought, at least when I was saying, I kind of thought that was weird because that was an element. That was a reality. Like you kind of had to keep, it under wraps that you were looking for a spouse because you didn't want to appear desperate. Like that mm -hmm. was kind of weird for, for a lot of people and trying to, you know, just say like, you know, whatever happens happens, you know, but it's like, no, we are a social entity as the church. Like there's something that happens within us oh, and among us 
more than just our gathering for worship and classes like we are you stay wanting us to marry within our faith or within our fellowship or you want us to marry people that share the same convictions as us but it's like if you want that to happen then people kind of have to be honest about what they are and what they want because the more you leave it vague and the more you leave it in the dark the more confused people are going to be about what they can actually do to live that life or to you know engage people that have the same intentions as them I think the reason a lot of times that we'll say, oh, we'll just see what happens um, is because we don't want to scare y'all off, the men, because we know that we was looking for someone to marry since we were 10 years old. We've known that. (laughs) That has always been our intention. (laughs) But for men, that hasn't necessarily been like that's a scary thought for a lot. For a lot of them, especially to come from someone who's younger, that's a scary thought to be like, what do you mean talking about getting married? Like, we just met. Like, I just want to take you to the movies. So that intention, I think we had to kind of keep like tucked away a little bit. And then you're kind of like secretly (laughs) trying to see, is this somebody who's maybe potentially marriage material one day in the future? You can't really like lead with that because then that makes you come off a, a certain way. Like, hey, how are you? I'm Camille. I want to get married. What do you think? Can't do that. <laughs> that don't work. <laughs> That's how they trap you. It, it no, we don't because it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. Ain't nobody getting trapped. That's that's how we scare you off. <laughs> nah, nah. Uh, it, it, God, that's just yeah. And then we have to like, so then we have to be okay with like, oh yeah, we'll just see what happens. And then that's how we get into situationships because we'll just see what happens. And because the other party doesn't want to commit or is scared to commit and we would, we want to have somebody. So, you know, that at least for me, the, the situationship days are, are over. I'm actually not open or accepting of that anymore. <laughs> um, but I feel like I can say that now because I'm in my thirties, but I feel like I couldn't have really said that in my early 20s For sure. to be like no i'm not i'm not open to anything casual like or what do you mean you're 23 but truthfully as someone who has always had an intention behind dating i've mm. always wanted or you know would have preferred something more serious but it just never really seemed available to me and then you get in those situations where it's like we see so much potential so, okay, let me just hang in there because, like, there's definitely something here. There's something here. Like, we just have to whatever. And, like, there's something. So you hang in there. And then and then it just doesn't ever really, like, materialize to anything. I've had situationships that have lasted, like, years off and on because of that. Hmm. And then there's just there's hope that's dangled. It's like it's the, the whole it's it's a lot. Like, trying to date and navigating being single, like. Yeah, it's it's funny because it's chaotic, but it's a lot, especially as someone who has always had the intention of being married. Navigating dating in a society where marriage is not the ultimate goal, but in church it is or should be or that's what we're taught or that's why a lot of us want that. Mm-hmm. It's a tough kind of space to be. So then when you end up having most of your dating happens outside of the church, now you're taking that mindset outside of church because there's just not very many options available to you. And I have gotten stuck in the friend zone in church many a time, many a time. So it's just not as cut and dry. 
You know, it was very not cut and dry, very complicated. And I think that was the point that kind of threw me because you being clear about what you've wanted has been the point that I've really had a hard time seeing clearly in other people. Because like you said, being mm-hmm. a man is different when you're trying to navigate whether or not you want to get married because you always have the option to choose. The only time other people put pressure on men for marriage is when it's a professional necessity. Like I know mm-hmm. peers, I got peers, of course, my peers are preacher friends, but you know, when they start thinking about marriage because it's like once you, once you graduate college and you start applying for churches, the churches want somebody who's got a family. Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. the only time we're actually like, let me go ahead and walk down the aisle. <laughs> That's the only time we're pressured by any external source to find anybody to, you know, to, to spend the rest of our lives with. Um, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to women experiencing, how, you know, um, singleness in their own right, it, it's, it's a completely different world of stress for you guys. Completely different world mm-hmm. of stress. And as we get the luxury of not doing it, you realize that a lot of men genuinely, genuinely do not want to be married, especially now especially mm-hmm. now is that it's increasing and it's like those numbers are moving fast it's just you mm-hmm. find i found so many men like that are that really have no spouses never had a spouse never intended to marry like before when i was younger i felt like if i met a man that was single he was either divorced or a widower mm-hmm. uh, like an older man i'd say like 40s or 50s mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. um it very rarely did you find a man that was single because he just chose to be you know, that's just the life mm-hmm. you want to live. Men have their bachelor phase and then they kind of ease out of it and then they want to settle down. Of course, that's usually older, but still, um, mm-hmm. that's the only way that we need to navigate singleness. And it's not a burden on us at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so being single in the church for men is not a burden at all. Um, and of mm-hmm. course, you can come and go as you please and nobody's going to question you about your whereabouts. And so all those mm-hmm. elements play a role in how men even choose to respond. But it's also very true that men that do end up getting married, especially, um, you know, they get married younger, like like me. I got married in my 20s, mid 20s, um, which is generally younger for now. Um, that intention has to be there early for them, too, because they don't men in their 20s do not just up and say when they're 22 years old. You know what? <laughs> like right now, really, at the I'm at my literal physical peak like i'm (laughs) in the midst of my viability and for a lot of and for guys they also know that it's only going to go up from here as well because from here i'm going to grow up and get a little bit more money i'm going to grow up and get a little bit more stability Mm -hmm. and it's going to keep going i'm going to reach new levels and so on and so forth but when i've got that mentality there's nothing in me that's instilling me that you need to get married because that for me looks like it's going to be a burden more than anything it's like that would literally mm. nail me down and I can literally live the life that I want to live now, get what I want to get now. And if I get married, mm-hmm. that's only going to slow down what it is that I have the potential of doing in this moment. And so a lot of guys, when they do get married, even if they've been dating for a long period of time, they still have to genuinely sit down and ask themselves, am I ready to give up mm-hmm. this life? Like that's the conversation a lot of men are having with themselves when in a lot of cases, even still women are on the other end of that spectrum and they're thinking like, I've been ready <laughs> to get mm-hmm. this life together. And so that's where, mm-hmm. of course, you find that tension in in, in, in marriages and weddings and, and proposals and all that. It's like trying to figure out because even when you're dating, it doesn't go away because then you're playing the game of who's going to, you know, are you going to propose? Where is this kind of I don't want to mm-hmm. pressure you. But at the same time, because mm-hmm. it's like I know that my wife and I, we had different intentions when we started dating versus timelines. Mm-hmm. I mean, when it came.
came to because I'm just over here like nice to meet you. And she's over here like, listen, <laughs> sir, I graduate college in two months. What you got? No, I'm kidding. It wasn't like right. that. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't like that at all. But um, over time, it's just you realize that your your expectations and your timelines are just different. But my timeline was longer than hers. But I still was the guy that intended on being married from a young age. It's like I knew it was going to happen. It was almost second nature. I was like, of course, I don't know when, I don't know who, but it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm mm-hmm. just like going through life with that mentality. But when it finally did, you know, and I had the opportunity, I still had to ask myself and double back and wonder and question mm-hmm. and really evaluate the situation because I had the luxury of doing that. But like for her, mm-hmm. because, you know, even even dealing with somebody like me who had intention, like she was just like, um, <laughs> so it's like there was that element of that as well. And so it's like for for guys, you know, if especially when when guys are trying to navigate getting married. And of course, I know that they probably only gotten more hard head since I was dating because like, yeah, I know I know my guys. <laughs> but uh, it, it really does become like to know sometimes men aren't married, but it's in their soul and they don't know it. It's like they will. It's not like they have an opposition to it. But when you realize somebody who has that desire, I think that'll serve people well when it comes down to choosing who you even invest time with. Because some people just show it off top and you want them. And so you just, you know, you go for it. But there's a lot of heartache that comes with relationships. Every single one. Like every time mm-hmm. you try it, every time you step into something new, it's like you can't keep going in with no tools. You have to approach this game with sincerity. You have to approach it with sensitivity. You have to approach it with caution. But you also have to approach it with intention, like you're saying. Because all of those elements are the only way you're going to survive what's obviously a very tumultuous territory. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think just on the 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 spiritual side of things, I think that um we've been more conditioned, I guess, that, you know, as, as women specifically, this whole we have been hearing the conversation about submission from a very very young age. And um so when we're looking for potential spouses, especially now the older we get and we understand submission on a different level, um, then we now are saying, now we, we know I'll submit to someone who submits to God happily and easily. But if that is now a part of their criteria, then that gets bumped up to top priority. Like I'm looking for somebody who's already submitting to God. Mm-hmm. And that is a bit difficult to find. Somebody who is already submitting to God, but who is also single and, and, you know, open to relationships. If you, you know, want someone who's who's active in church and who, you know, cares as much about their faith as you do. And, you know, that whole are we equally yoked, I guess, in that in that sense, like those are that's the terminology that we've been hearing for a long time, being equally yoked and um, finding someone that that you can submit to and like being a virtuous woman and being a virtuous woman so that the man can find you because he who finds the wife, you know, he who finds the wife, which is also why we had to, you know, kind of try to play cool or whatever. But as, as I've kind of, you know, grown and, and matured and um, even matured in my own faith and all that, like it has kind of shifted some of those priorities and it, and it makes it easier to stay single because I'm only willing to exit this single season of my life for someone who is already submitting to God um, and knows, you know, what, what that means to kind of lead a family in that sense in that way. Cause let me tell you, I'm happy being single. 
I've built a beautiful life myself. Like I've been, been very blessed and I'm grateful for it. Um, but that then, uh, that, um, affects the way that I approach dating because it's not coming from a place of desperation in the, in the least. And so if you're dating someone who is not desperate, then that means that you actually have to bring, you have to have more value. You have to, it's not just, um, well, don't you want to be in a relationship? Uh, No, not, I mean, I don't need to be in one. I don't need to be in one at all. So that goes into the whole conversation about like standards and what you're looking for and, um, versus, uh, what you're not willing to compromise on, what you are or are not willing to compromise on. I think in a, in a space where there was maybe a little bit more like pressure and desperation, we were willing to compromise on a lot more things for the sake of being in a relationship, for the sake of being married. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is not necessarily the ultimate goal. I can still lead a fruitful and happy life that is pleasing to God if I'm not married. Absolutely. If he doesn't want me to be married. So yes, I want that for myself. And I'm open to that, but only in a way that I know would be pleasing to God and pleasing to me. Um you bringing that up like I'm it's it's like refreshing because after you say that I'm just like well I mean like yeah you got it like that's it that's what you know you try to communicate mm-hmm. when it comes to singleness and understanding it that's what you try to you know encourage people to to hear and to be and to do and then at the same time I look at the generation that's kind of changing the world now and um, the way they are navigating relationships in general between human beings is wildly different like. I look at the world now and I look at the way that people are talking about relationships and it's just so free. It's just so different. Like there's mm-hmm. so many ways that people are encouraging. And I think a lot of COVID ramped it up because people mm-hmm. lock, got locked inside and realized, hey, we got to find a way to, you know, navigate people and relationships while we're apart. And so I think that kind of, you know, um, uh, uh escalated into this whole new search for how can I cultivate relationships of all forms and types. And I think Mm -hmm. that was something that really is something that we should directly open up to our conversation in singles sections, because it's like when you learn how to develop the skills to navigate relationships on all fronts, it's like you realize that, of course, like you were saying, it's like, of course, if I do get married, that'd be wonderful. But if I don't get married, I'm not like I haven't been wasting all of my energy on one person. It's like I have friends, I have family, I have people Mm -hmm. uh, that, that I see maybe on a regular basis. And that's encouraging. But at the same time, I wonder, is it I'm not saying that it's harmful at all because I think it's helpful, but is there the same energy being placed on the people that do have intention to marry or is that just dissolving? What do you mean? Like the intention to marry used to have spaces. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, um, we can talk about our conservative schools all we want to, but it's like that was honestly the hookup ground. (laughs) like it was unspoken very unspoken but it was the hookup ground meaning that when i go to my college space the intention there for everybody is let me see who's here you break up with your high school partner so that i can see who's over there because college has kind of always been that or at least that age has always been
been that place of this is where you start developing yourself into the adult that you're going to be. And marriage comes along with that conversation, of course. And so when our conservative institutions kind of kind of just took that and ran with it, you know, it developed us where to where we did have places and we did have an understanding or even if it was just at church gatherings, there was a social understanding that this is a good place for you to find a spouse. So keep your eyes peeled. You get what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying is like, I believe that it's not uh, what well, we have to think, ask is that, you know, is that attention still giving to people who desire marriage? Because spaces for single people are opening up. And I think that's great. But I think spaces mm-hmm. for marriage have to open up, too, because it's still great. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't know if there are spaces specifically for people who want to get married. Or not even like, like, I'm not talking about the hookup session, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like I'm talking about like just something implied in society because we we come up with something new every month as far as how we interact with people, you you know, but Mm -hmm. like, even if it's not about hooking up, it's just a place where it's encouraged. That isn't mm. toxic because, like, I think that, like, when you talk about the pressure, that, that, no, that doesn't exist. exactly, yeah. Because when you talk about the pressure, like, that you face from other people, especially from older women, mm-hmm. it's like that kind of pressure is just like, and man, let's not get it twisted. Oh, older men in the church have said same things to me, amen, amen. It's like, yeah, it's like that. I, when I see them being toxic, I'm thinking this is probably derivative because I know that these people don't mean to be like that, but they're at the same time, like, they're coming from a place where. It was the comfort zone in the church to look for a spouse. So they felt cool encouraging it. And so it's like mm-hmm. they used to think they were doing the young girls a favor by telling them a compliment like you should be married because they were basically mm-hmm. telling them you're so pretty and you're valuable and you can be chosen. Mm-hmm. And so it's like they mean that as a compliment, even though now it's not hitting the same. And so, mm-hmm. there, of course, there, a lot of their tact has changed as well. But when it comes down to, you know, the actual problems that that kind of environment occurs it's just like well you can see here this at some point was supposed to be a space where my desire was encouraged in a healthy way does that make sense Mm, i don't know i guess sometimes i I, I don't know it's hard to say that that is not uh doesn't exist in the church anymore um we're also getting married later as a collective True. so for me to be mid thirties and not married. Like my parents got married at 21 and 24. Right. And so I think the generations above us who are saying these things, that's what they're used to seeing. And so when they see someone who is past that age, then they're like confused by it and don't understand. But because dating today is so different than dating then was, it just, it just don't work the same. I don't have time to explain all the nuances of dating in 2023 to sister so-and-so in the parking lot when she's just trying to give me a compliment. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. Right? So yeah. that goes that goes into it as well. As well. And, and I understand it. I know that they don't mean it maliciously, but yeah, that... So, so I, I think that the church is still is still a space where you can find a spouse. And a lot of us would prefer to find a spouse who's there. I know I would prefer to find a spouse who's already in the church, not only because, all right, that's one less thing that we have to worry about trying to, to overcome together, one less thing that we have to try to, you know, worry about having to navigate, but because when I think about partnership now, it is largely important that I have someone who I can labor with and that I can minister with like that because it's a big part of my life. I want to be able to share the biggest parts of my life with whomever I'm with. So 
that has kind of narrowed the <laughs> the options for mm-hmm. me, which I'm okay with because the alternative is, again, like going out into the world and finding someone um, and uh, lowering that hope over it. Well, well, maybe one day, maybe one day they'll, you know, they're, they're not interested at all in church right now. But maybe that might change. <laughs> maybe the settle down age has changed for men too. I don't know. Maybe it's just changed to like 45. Maybe that's the sweet spot. It, 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 no, it definitely has, which is wild because y'all just out here having a great time. Y'all for the streets for a long time. <laughs> LeBron for a is long ins- time. LeBron that's why James you say that you, have, you know so many men who just don't want to get married anymore. It's because they're having too much fun. Yeah. They said if LeBron could be in the league for 20 years, I can too. Yeah. I can be in the right. game. But... That, that that ain't going to work for, for a lot of us, for a lot of us who are dating differently now that don't work. But you know what? And I've always said this. I've always said, guys know where to go when they're ready to settle down. And I've had, I've heard things, you know, I talked about getting stuck in the friend zone. Sometimes that comes with things like, you're so great and you're going to make somebody really happy one day or anybody will be lucky to have that kind of thing. Right. It's like, y'all know where to go when it's time to settle down because you've always been able to peep whose wife and material y'all peep that from young age, but you just, you just weren't ready for that. So you went and had a good time. You went and had a blast and then y'all come back. Y'all, y'all do the circle back 10, 15 years later. And it's like, Oh, well, well let's, let's, let's go back and see if, if they're still, all right, let me go back to church because you know, I'm ready to settle down. Like it's just, it has a different, it's a different vibe. Is it working? Hmm. Is it working? Is what working? Is it working? Nothing's the, working. The circle back and come back. Is it working? Not for me. <laughs> Is it working for them? <laughs> for some of them, yes. <laughs> for some of them. Yeah, here's the problem with men. You're not going to convince them to change their behavior if it works. And and and, and I'm and I'm not trying to. <laughs> and not at all. Not at all. Because, baby, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. If you don't want to be over here, then I don't want you over here. This turned into a Period. whole podcast. Very much that. Listen, no, no, because you done got me started now. You done got me started now, okay? I'm not trying to convince nobody of nothing. If I got to convince you to be here, then you don't want to be here, and I don't want you here either. Uh, no, because now I'm triggered. Now I'm triggered. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It, it, the, the, way, the way that I, Camille, approach dating has shifted and has changed over the years, but that's a part of it. Mm-hmm. A part of it is, no, I'm not trying to change anyone or trying to change anyone's behavior or trying to convince anyone of anything or trying to create something that I think would be appealing to you so that you'll stay and so that you'll... And nobody should do that, man or woman, truthfully. Nobody should should be doing that. Yeah, a lot of y'all do come come on in and circle back. If you're going to circle back, you need to come correct. You need to come even more correct than the first time hmm. around. When maybe I was interested back then, I'd have forgot about you. I'm not interested anymore, so you're going to have to come even harder in order for me to even consider that as an option again. You want to circle oh back 10, God. 15 years later, sir? Who do you think I am? I feel so sorry for no, you women. Put with, some respect on my name. I'm, I feel please. so sorry for you for women with standards. I feel so sorry for y'all. I yeah, it's so hard sorry. out here. It's hard for us. I feel sorry. It's difficult. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys get to participate in a total of five hot girl summers. Five. Listen, men I'm are going to be gone for thirty years. Because... <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'm I'm going to be out here and have a good time. I'm going to do whatever it is that I want to do. I'm not even talking about what you wanted um, or what you can do. I'm just talking about what you'll get interest in doing. Because after a while, y'all chilling. <laughs> yes, after a while much. exactly after a while it's just like let me sit down and get comfortable somewhere and the same guys that were there during your hot girl summer are gonna be there for about three four more hot girl uh hot girl generations it's just we 
when men know that they've got that longevity, they stick in it. They stay in it and they come back to it when they're ready, exactly like you were saying. And that's a territory. That's disrespectful, it, though. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very disrespectful. Because, I, but honestly, if I, honestly, if I'm seeing that, then I'm probably not interested in you. Not interested. You should. I'm interested be. in somebody who <laughs> who is compatible and meeting me where I where I'm at. If you still out there just having a good time and you think you're gonna come back in five ten years, no, not interested. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's trifling. It is that it's to 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 know that that's available to you and to utilize it is a problem. It's a problem, mm-hmm. but it's effective. Very much, uh, very much. Which is why nowadays it's it's like you know no it's okay I just I'll be single because you know the the other thing is that like. My, my, my prayer is that I, I, I want someone who loves me the way that God loves me and God ain't going to leave me and do a circle back 10, 15 years later. Cause he's having fun somewhere else. <laughs> like if you don't see any value here, then you don't have to see any value here. That's fine. I'm not here to try to convince you. You can go and have and do whatever it is. Somebody's going to see the value here and somebody's going to see the value and step up to the plate and that's fine mm-hmm. if you don't want to do that then i don't want you to do that so yeah and i've had experiences where it's like where there's there's a potential or there's something so then i'm like okay well what about this and i'm trying to like pull that out of somebody and that's excruciating and that is simply not not something that i'm willing to do anymore in, in my experience, men have not been ready for marriage until they realize in the later years of their life where a wife would be valuable. This is just mm, me generally. Probably. This is just me generally speaking, right? Because, you know, of course, mm-hmm. if you've got grandparents that are still together, your grandmother probably takes immaculate care. Because in most cases, men that have been married for a long time are very well taken care of, of course. But when it comes down to the ages when you don't need to be taken care of anymore, you don't look for that until you look for some a lot of men are really just looking for replacements of their mothers and they spend their 20s and their 30s sure. looking for somebody who's not their mother until they realize they just wanted their mother and you know that's something else too because i'm not nobody's mama so <laughs> if that's what you're looking for then we're at, we're at an impasse yeah absolutely and there should be an impasse but i mean there's there's an element to what a man has access to versus what a man is willing to do versus you know what a man chooses to do that may be in part a sacrifice like marriage it's like you have to have a great 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 reason for a man to sacrifice something if he's going to that's the that's the thing though that like if we were raised in the church fellowship but the men see marriage as a sacrifice when women see marriage as an aspiration how are we ever supposed to meet each how are we ever supposed to come together in that way like that's just so opposite mm-hmm. like there how how is there any any common ground in that i have no answers I, I can see a lot of pieces that all contribute to it but it's not like somebody came and bewitched the whole thing in my opinion you know i just think there's pieces mm-hmm. because at the end of the day there are a lot of men who do desire to get married but they have a hard time doing it a lot of men and if we're being honest a lot of men they they just they're not viable options and women get the get the get the opportunity to choose and a lot of men will choose mm-hmm. a lot of women but women will not choose them they just aren't viable partners to them but they want to get married so mm-hmm. there are those men 
But when you also see that there are, you know, men who have the option to choose when they want to get married and how it's often they get the majority of the attention. And so that kind of starts to create the spectrum between men and where they want to be in marriage versus what age they want to get married at all those elements that add on to it. Um, but I can, I can say that from my experience with especially guys that are attempting to get married and the questions that I answer, cause I do do premarital counseling. I forgot about that. <laughs> I do do premarital counseling. Yeah. But in the questions that I ask and like the things that I'm trying to navigate, it's like in those conversations, <clears throat> often you're trying to balance where the two people are at that point in their life. Because if two people are considering marriage, often they're still very attached to their upbringing and how they grew up because they haven't developed a new level of relationship life yet. They've been dealing with friends and family their entire lives. And so when they get to marriage, they're starting to show where their family issues come in or where their personal perspectives are starting to play a role in how they view the world. And in most cases, I'm trying to get um, um, the, the, the bride to, um, uh, to, to kind of raise her standards for him. And also trying to get the groom to see the value in what he's about to do, because a lot of guys mm-hmm. are very afraid because once they, in, in all honesty, and just in my conversation, because once they make that decision, it's like, there's no turning back now. Mm-hmm. It's literally for, for, for a lot of guys, it feels like jumping off the cliff, like that exhale. I, I can tell you exactly what it looks like in those meetings. When a man exhales at the end of the meeting and kind of loosens up his shoulders, you can tell that he's getting mentally prepared for something that the woman is not on the same level with. And you know what I'm saying? Even though they're at that place where they both decided we're going to do this, there's still elements to that relationship that they have to navigate themselves, which is really just a continuation of the of the issues that have been there for single people without, you know. And so throughout the whole process, you're dealing with people that are trying to navigate relationships. But at the same time, two people that, you know, are, are, are committed to to the same goal, but in different ways. And you're always going to be having to navigate that because even when you get married, you realize that your spouse doesn't do the same things in marriage that you do. You realize that what you thought was important, like spending Friday nights together, your spouse thought was whatever because he spends Friday nights alone. And so it's like there's always a spectrum to everything. But I do believe that you have to see that there are just some things where you just have to aim for somebody in your area. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're not always going to be on the same page or on the same line, but they got to be somewhere in your area. Because if they're too far away from you, then it's only going to create a continuous strain and you're going to wish you were single the whole time. You get what I'm saying? And it's like learning your strength, learning your your, your way of navigating, learning what compliments you as a human being, learning who compliments you as a spirit, learning who, you know, supports you as an individual. Those are the things that open the biggest doors. You know, and it's like over time, you realize that those are the people who you start finding attractive. And I'm just talking about my experience as well as some of the other experiences with my guys. But it's like it takes such a long time, though, that you miss the people that are on the same page with you at the right place at the right time. Then it wasn't the right time. Yeah, well, of course not. Yeah, it wasn't the right place or the right time. Yeah. But it's like, you, you, you know, you realize that that's a factor to it mm-hmm. and it changes the way, you know, you like we've been talking about all day, the way you navigate dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there are, there are a lot of factors, of course, and we could have two or three more episodes about this. There are a lot of factors, I think, that go into trying to navigate dating and trying to navigate um, being single, and especially if you're wanting a relationship uh, where spiritual compatibility 
is uh, prominent, then that just adds a, a whole other layer to all the social components that we've been talking about today is that spiritual component. How important is that part of it to you? Um, but if that is not necessarily something that's at the very top of your priority list, if it's like, yeah, that would be nice to have, but if it's not there, it's not there, then that's, then it's, it's, it's just going to be different. So I think the way that you navigate your relationships, I think it, um, also, uh, relates to where you are spiritually in your own kind of personal walk. That's going to impact the type of relationship that you're wanting or are open to. That's going to navigate like the way that you, that's going to impact the way that you're approaching these relationships and even the way that you, um, handle conflict in your relationships. All of those things are going to be impacted based on, I don't know where your relationship with God is. We're all, it's all relational based. But anyway, like I said, there's a lot that could be said about it. I know where we're about at time for today. So I don't know. We'll we'll see where we go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's weird. Because it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And my prayers are with everybody that, um, not just in the spousal search, but that are just trying to navigate romance and, and, and being with somebody. That's tough. So. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's, it doesn't stop being tough when you find somebody, but trying to it's a, a different, a different exactly kind of is it's, yeah, like trying to jump off a cliff and there's fog and you don't know if something's gonna catch you. <laughs> but um, whatever it is that um, that that we can discuss that you have on your hearts and your minds, maybe you have a perspective in the conversation that we don't have. Um, we want to hear that as well because we want your mm-hmm. feedback and we want to figure it out because I already know that my perspective is jaded. My perspective is genuinely jaded on everything. I think we already had a disclaimer. It's, you know, mine and, you know, Camille's is, is hers. But I believe that when we collectively come up with our thoughts and ideas that we can have a fuller conversation. So um, if you have anything on your minds, please feel free to reach out to us. Uh, Camille, you got anything? No, no, I don't think so. So with that, you mind closing us out in a word of prayer? Sure, sure. Yeah, let's pray. Perfect. Heavenly Father, we come to you again. Uh, just so grateful for everything that you've done for all of us, uh, for everyone individually, everyone who's listening. Um, we just thank you for uh, for being a constant in our life and for continuing to give us uh, the grace and mercy that we just could never deserve. We thank you for um, our discourse today. Um, and for putting it on our hearts just to think about the ways that we navigate relationships um, that are still pleasing to you. And there are a lot of people, God, who are trying to figure out what that looks like and what that means. Um, and we just pray that they will uh, that, that they will lean on you for that guidance and, and wisdom and discretion. Um, we pray for all those who are married, uh, that they will continue to uh, to work to be pleasing to you. Uh, please, please just continue to watch over all of us, continue to bless this podcast. We thank you for this platform, and we just pray that it will be a blessing to all those who are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Again, thank you guys so much for being a part of the conversation, and we look forward to talking to you next time. Right, may God bless you, and may God keep you. Again, we thank you for joining us, and if you have any questions, concerns, or thoughts, please don't hesitate to reach out to us at church at northsidecoc.church or on our social media pages on Facebook at Northside Church of Christ, the one in Riverside, or on Instagram at live.peaceably.